Hallo en welkom to de KPMG CyberOps podcast. De show that dives into cybersecurity topics in a time where data is at the heart of our society. I'm your host Henrik Smit and today we are talking about digital identities and identity governance. We'll discuss the ins and outs of modern identity and access management and how it helps to secure your data. Be sure to listen in all the way through as we offer you a special surprise at the end. Today we have two guests in the studio. Ivan Spruit, senior manager at KPMG and specialized in governance, risk and compliance. And we have Jeff Burrington, director of product management at Savient. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. All right, guys. Uh, Jeff, obviously, the landscape of identity and access management has changed with uh, new technology, regulations, the way we work, and other driving forces. Uh, what's, what's your experience with the latest identity governance methods and uh, what you see in the market? Well, when I, when I started you know, a couple decades ago, 20 plus years ago, the landscape was very different. There weren't as many regulatory compliance initiatives. Uh, there were you know, fewer uh, ERP providers. Uh, auditors were just getting their arms around, you know, socks. Uh, and as that became more and more defined, um, we, we noticed that access and segregation to duties became, a, you know, a consistent theme. Slowly more and more regulatory initiatives have come out uh, and all of them have access controls as a common denominator. Uh, companies started realizing manual controls and, and procedures were their Achilles heel. So what I've seen, especially over the last, you know, probably 15 years, is a, is a movement from manual procedural controls to uh, trying to automate everything. Um, I think most most organizations, when internal audit or external audit started coming in, you know, they're consistently getting. Uh, uh, deficiencies in their audits because of all the manual processes. So there's been this this push to automate everything, and then you know with the with the advent of uh, cloud technologies, uh, we see a lot of organizations moving to you know hybrid environments, uh, and instead of kind of uh, having one ERP to do everything, they're utilizing cloud technologies for a lot of the different processes. Um, and in doing so, one of the big challenges is finding solutions to automate that can that can handle your entire uh, application ecosystem, your infrastructure, your your applications, ERP, um, and 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 so that's kind of what I've I've been seeing over the past 20 plus years is a, is a move towards automation. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of organizations out there. Have, have grown either organically or by acquisition and, and they have pretty disparate uh, environments. So a lot of different applications, a lot of different infrastructure. So um, trying to find solutions that uh, can can help them achieve compliance across their entire enterprise. Right, right. And so multiple ERPs, huh? Uh, Ivan, you have extensive SAP uh, experience, right? Um, can you share a little bit about what you see at enterprise level and how that is impacting eh, on the SAP level, the Id identity and governance uh, decision-making. Eh? So the, yeah. the solutions that that, uh, that we are talking about. Yeah, yeah. As a, basically, yeah, in reference to uh, to what Jeff said, uh, uh, that, that same change we, we basically also see in the SAP market. And at my customers, you, you used to see uh, uh, the customers having an SAP-only policy. So mm -hmm. when they looked at their 
the product and their identity management solutions, but also their solutions to process their business processes like sales and everything was SAP. And of course, maybe not fully new, but in the last few years, that's that's really changing. Uh, they, they look abroad SAP. Uh, and then what you see is that their current solution and the automation that they uh, had in place or uh, strive to, uh, um, yeah, is no longer working um, fully with this, uh, yeah, with their existing solutions. So they are looking at, uh, yeah, or they need to start looking at their new, new identity management solutions, uh, because what what they have, uh, um, yeah, their traditional GRC solution cannot fulfill their existing needs, let alone the, any new needs. Uh, on that. Yeah, I, I I get it, and and so companies are looking for solutions to manage identity and access management across ERP and more. Why is this change happening now? Well, of, of course, hey, you have you, the, the digital transformation that is going around in uh, in, in in the world. Hey? So, uh, like I said, th- they are moving to these new new solutions. Uh, and the, the the more um, legislation coming uh, to them, the the increasing complexity of of those solutions. So, that's basically uh, one of the reasons why, uh, yeah, uh, they need to start and rethink on their uh, identity management uh, solutions. Um, to, to make sure that uh, what what they have, um, well, they and, and the needs that they have, that they can still control that in their, uh, uh, yeah, in the new world with their when they go into that digital transformation. Now, so complexity, uh, Jeff, uh, the landscape is becoming complex. Uh, which companies are specifically impacted? Eh? What, what and what uh, challenges do you see that they face? Well. I think in um, one of the big challenges is finding expert expertise. Uh, I was I was um, part of an internal audit group at an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had over I think twenty five key applications that we had to test. Uh, there were a bunch of different regulations like model audit rule, California Department of Insurance, GLBA, SOX. I mean, there were so many different audits. So one of the other uh, big impact areas was, you know, taking up managers' times. You know, they're taking up so much, so much of the manager's time in audits that they weren't actually able to do their jobs. You know, you have all these different audits. So, one of the big challenges is how do you make these audits uh, repeatable? Um, do you have a centralized uh, identity solution where you can see everything from one single pan of gla- uh, pla- sorry pane of glass and and be able to repeat your audits and have them be audited or, you know, have the documentation of those audits be auditable throughout the year. You know, we're always striving for continuous controls. Um, and, you know, with the, with automation the way it is, uh, we're also seeing a convergence of, you know, some of these identity uh, providers are not only providing identity solutions anymore, access and segregation to duty solutions, but they're adding on uh, cloud privilege ac- access management, you know, where you saw the cyber arcs and the beyond trust and the world's focused on PAM and PAM alone, uh, a, a, a large number of, of the identity providers are, are expanding their their capabilities like Okta just uh, is getting into some of the identity uh, related um, business and and uh, I know that um, we're doing a lot of that as well with CPAM and Zero Trust and uh, it's it's just getting bigger um, application ecosystems are bigger uh, companies are are you know they spend millions in audits every year uh, 
Um, and and uh, that's that's a huge challenge to try to find one the expertise, one making your multiple audits throughout the year repeatable, so you don't take up so much of uh, of a manager's time performing these audits, automating everything, and having all of your audit documentation in one centralized location, not having to go to different people's emails to find approvals or. Uh, you know, transferring spreadsheets from one manager to another manager to the internal auditor and losing things along the way and ultimately getting deficiencies. Um, we're seeing a convergence where, you know, companies want to have all of those controls in one central location. Yeah. And and all that without it becoming a tick-in-the-box exercise, eh? because that's also the danger there, I, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Ivan, um What what have you seen eh, uh, at our at our customers in, in and how do they handle the complex uh, application landscape um, throughout uh, their IT IT ecosystem? Yeah, again, when I look at uh, where I come from with SAP, yeah, so SAP is in itself is already very complex, and and they have been struggling with that for years, and and, and then they have these uh, modern tool, tools that bring things together, uh, makes it more uh, efficient and. Uh, more automated and also more understandable for the business. Mm -hmm. But it, it remains a challenge to step away from that, uh, let's say, uh, uh, talking only in, 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 for example, transaction codes or in all the technical objects. That, that remains a, a, a challenge. Uh, and and what, what I've seen is that with this new technology coming in, these new solutions coming in, uh, uh, it becomes even more complex where to have business and IT aligned on these kind of things. Uh, you see that uh, 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 where uh, maybe the business uh, partly understands uh, the, the, the technical pieces now on, on a specific solution. Now they have a couple of other solutions. So they, they also need to restart and rethink um, yeah, the, the, the business risks, uh, but also the controls they have in the different solutions. Uh, and that needs to come to basically together. And, and their yeah, business and IT really needs to work together and, and, and the group of people that needs to work together to make all this happening. And so defining and also managing this on a continuous basis from a business perspective. So solving the issues that they find. Um, it, it's, it's not only the business process owner and uh, internal control specialist and, and, and an SAP security consultant. No, it's now also the, the application owner of, uh, of a Salesforce or a Coupa. It's, 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 it's a much broader group and that adds to the complexity and then basically uh, uh, when you have a solution in place that that yeah presents this information or these details that the organization need or these different people need uh, in one place it can, can really help and also uh, has let's say different possibilities to make a, let's say a business view and an IT view uh, that, that really helps in uh, yeah getting in control and staying in control Yeah, I understand. And and one of the biggest topics uh, always is segregation of duties, right? And yep. Yep. so, is is there is, is can you share a little bit more about implementing segregation of duties and how it relates to uh, to the complex landscape, right? Because, yep. as you said, eh, multiple environments, new applications. Uh, um, how how do we need to handle this? They, they used to look at at one one system uh, and that's fine. But now they have two systems. And what you often see, and I, I recently worked at a client where um, they, they told they had fully closed down uh, uh, 
that piece of their SAP system, eh, so that that the one part of the business process was only executed in their new application. But mm-hmm. uh, at least that was the uh, the thought of the internal control department, and that was how the let's say that the perfect process was designed. But but in practice, they they uh, and in reality, it was that uh, some pieces of uh, the business processes, the non-standard way, uh, was still uh, being done in an SAP environment. So they instead of having one solution, they now have two solutions that they. Uh, they need to manage. And you know, when you define your controls and segregation duties is one of the controls, you, you, you also need to keep that in mind. And that, that makes it uh, complex. And also then translating that to the, uh, let's say, the technical components again, uh, and to really close it down, close all the back doors, that, that's really uh, yeah, a big challenge for people. You really have to bring all the specialized knowledge together. And and that's that comes really also uh, back to the design of, of uh, such a solution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is is this the, where also security comes in? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Security and compliance they need to work uh, 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 integrated as part of these projects. Uh, it's, it's yeah secure by design, in control by design. That is basically uh, what needs to happen. And and yeah, unfortunately, uh, due to the let's say the priorities of getting the solution live. Uh, uh, Often and these pieces are a second priority or third priority. And, Always, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then it is often not done. And then, uh, yeah, maybe uh, th- three months, four months after go live or one year after go live, they realize, hey, it's it's a mess and they need to fix it. And that, then it takes way more time, way more money to to make corrections uh, in the in the system. Uh, so yeah, uh, really, that that was one of uh, my recommendations. Always is is, is yeah, fix it uh, when you're. Don't fix it. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> make sure you do it uh, first time right. Uh, yeah. Okay. And um, Jeff, do you recognize this? Is is there is there uh, something you would like to add? What's your view? Absolutely. I think you know most organizations these days are global organizations, and you know a lot of them uh, get bigger and grow via acquisition. So many. Uh, customers that that we have not only have SAP, but they have Oracle EBS and they have Salesforce and they have Workday and they have all these different applications, you know, either from growing organically or or via acquisition. And if you had SAP originally, maybe you have SAP GRC and now suddenly you have Oracle EBS as well that you have to achieve compliance with. So now you're getting Oracle GRC and then you have JD Edwards. So you get some point solution uh, where you have JD Edwards, and after a little while, the, while this becomes very, very difficult to administer the the administration overhead, the technical expertise, the time, uh, the training. There's a lot that goes into it, and it, and it gets very, very expensive as you grow, and you and you bring on new applications. How how do you solve your your compliance issues? Um, with point solutions, it's just it's ineffective. Uh, how let's say you know the for instance that cus- that customer I was talking to you about uh, in insurance. You know we had like 25 different key applications. Well, most of them were legacy applications or custom applications. Um, how do you achieve regulatory compliance um, with? You know more custom applications or applications that aren't as uh, as well known um, that don't have an SAP GRC, you know, a, a dedicated product to to tackle their regulatory compliance initiatives. And a lot of the uh, solutions uh, back in the day and even currently um, don't do segregation of duties down to the level. Uh, that you need to. Uh, internal auditors and external auditors alike are going to look at those fine-grained 
uh, functions in Oracle EBS or T codes in SAP or uh, well, domain security permissions and business process permissions in Workday. I, you know, I could go down, you know, the list. I mean, we, we need to understand what functionality in these different applications uh, are, are needed in a role to actually transact that activity, like creating a journal entry um, in Oracle EBS. What's the function or responsibility in this case uh, to actually create a journal entry? So we need to get down to that fine grain level, coarse grained uh, SOD segregation of duty checks based on role and role alone aren't effective. And if your auditors are digging deeper, and you're looking not to get deficiencies and, you, and you're looking for continuous control, uh, then you need to go deeper too. Um, so that's, that's kind of that's how I see that. So obviously, yeah, so having controls in place, really important. No, not many people will disagree. Um, um, well, uh, in my career at least, efficiency has always been um, a thing, yeah? uh, all those manual processes, you would like to shy away from that. And uh, I can imagine with the whole digital transformation, things becoming more complex, efficiency is still a topic, right, uh, Ivan? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, with this adding uh, or broadened uh, application landscape, um, people also sometimes, or the end user, is not really aware which systems they are accessing. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, Again, another uh, another client. They they developed, for example, a, a 360 view of, of their customer, and they 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 got all the information uh, of that customer into one front end application. Uh, so they they got the information from SAP, they got the information from Salesforce, they get information from other uh, other systems, and they pull that all in in the, in the landscape or in that in that one single view. Um, and if you would ask uh, a business user, and that is where they started, uh, uh, well, that person, uh, for example, person wants to have access to that uh, that functionality, so they had to request maybe five, six different roles, authorizations, all with a technical name, not easy to understand. They didn't really understand it, and they were not even aware that that was all needed for that 360 view. So, um, yeah, basically, what what you there need to do uh, is bringing those all these kind of technical things together. And that is eh, where IT again needs to help and, and translate that to, okay, this is what is uh, needed to provide this business activity and bring that together in an enterprise role uh, or in a business role, and um, uh, which is easy to understand and that, and, and, and perhaps relate to the business uh, function or, of, or the job of a person uh, so that it is easily uh, requestable. And then another complexity, of course, nowadays is with the agile way of working. Is that uh, people are shifting quite often in in their in their jobs, or it is not as set in stone as it used to be on what they are doing. So uh, you need to have other indicators um, to to for the end user uh, so that they know what to request. Or even you can go to, of course, to the next level uh, where you try to fully automate that and take that step away. Yeah? Uh, I, I, I used to be active in a, in a customer for a, 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 on a temporary basis and uh, managing their uh, identity access management uh, organization. And yeah, at, at some point, uh, we knew upfront what kind of access certain people knew uh, need to have based on their um, uh, yeah uh, criteria, their their attributes, uh, their job title, and all these kind of things. So yeah, why not? try to automate that 80% and, and make sure that, well, people are onboarded in a, um, 
in minutes instead of that it takes two weeks to arrange all the approvals for something that is already known, uh, but uh, but not, maybe not not formalized. So yeah, makes sense, right? If you're going agile, then make sure that the uh, the IT environment that is actually supporting that also has agility and efficiency. Including the security part, eh? so that, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Jeff, uh, what, what's your take on this? Well, I completely agree. And one of the things uh, I think some of the, the basic tenets of uh, our engineering group and product managers is uh, having flexibility and scalability in, in our product. Um, so, you know, you can accommodate access, segregation of duties, privilege access management. We're moving towards zero trust, uh, access governance. How are you bringing on contractors or how are you bringing on new suppliers or uh, you know service accounts, things of that nature. And being flexible and scalable enough where uh, you can accommodate a cloud solution where maybe um, having access to the back end isn't readily available or you can accommodate a custom application um, that you know where the only expertise is in that organization um, you need to be able you your your solutions today need to be flexible and scalable so that they can grow with you they can they can bring on new connectors like if you're an SAP customer and you have SAP GRC well that's you know you can't accommodate Salesforce with that. You can't accommodate Workday with that. Same is true for Oracle EBS and Oracle GRC. All it does is Oracle EBS. So if you have more applications, um, they can't accommodate that. So we we build uh, you know our product anyway on on it being flexible and scalable um, to to uh, to to bring on any application that we come across. That, but expand our services as you know services grow like zero trust is a relatively uh, new uh, concept for people you know i've seen it in the last last one or two years becoming bigger and bigger okay well how do you accommodate zero trust on a platform that's fixated not doing that so always having the flexibility and scalability to accommodate new um, security controls like zero trust or third-party access governance or cloud privilege access management um, that that i think is important in your identity management provider Yeah, yeah, and, and and Ivan, you just touched upon the business roles, right? The uh, function profiles. Yeah. Um, that also aids to um, efficiency, right? Yeah. If you yeah. if you have them in place. Yeah, absolutely. That that really adds to the, the efficiency. Because this is still a thing, right? There's yeah. still a battle of you know having the right job profiles, not not you just copying roles that that your former colleague had and that kind of stuff yeah yeah exactly and and, and that comes there uh, because uh, again in a project this is uh, often not a priority or uh, even after that eh? so um, we've we seen uh, more than once that uh, uh, organizations are changing uh, but um, the, the roles are not always changing with them eh? uh, the, the technical roles and and basically in every business transformation and business reorganization you need to include uh, sufficient uh, time to also look at at your authorization impact and, and and your access impact and make sure that the duties are adjusted uh, to the new responsibilities but, but who should who should be taking the lead there yeah that that's that's the main uh, main challenge right. uh, so um, <coughs> it, it should, uh, of course the business should take the lead but uh, for them it is 
not the top priority. Eh? They only feel the pain later on. Uh, so it needs to be, again, a combination of, of business together with an uh, uh, identity management architect or uh, one customer w once mentioned that they basically needed to have a, a business role architect uh, somewhere eh, uh, uh, on the business side, but also having not the deep level uh, knowledge of, of all the technical details in, in the different target systems, but mm -hmm. sufficient knowledge to do that. But yeah, that, that, that works for the bigger organizations, of course, and for the smaller ones, it's, uh, that, that is more difficult to uh, have a specialized function for that. So still also a larger part of that is, uh, is thrown at IT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it should be at the, at the business, but that, uh, uh, I often said it's better to work together than try to put the fingers on who is responsible and make make it work. Do it together, uh, uh, and then you will be successful. I think. Hey, and Jeff, uh, uh, what about uh, attribute? Attribute. Uh, I'm struggling with this word. A, <laughs> a back. <laughs> yeah, a back policy based access controls, role based access controls. You know, birth writing when we're pulling in. Uh, users with uh, you know from our authoritative source and let's say that users an AP clerk having birth writing rules where we say okay all AP clerks should have these these roles um, or you know when a user makes a request you know we have um, you know machine learning and AI where that user will make a request and and it can we can show uh, different users of you know similar job description and what access they may have access to so that we can even you know we can like you mentioned before you don't want to just be rubber stamping approvals no um, so we can see you know what that employee has against other employees of the same ilk um, you know we can we can automate a lot of these controls um, and, and make them repeatable throughout the year. So when auditors come in and they're doing, you know, one specific audit, all of the information is there. A GRC solution um, takes all of your controls and it kind of tells you how you're doing against all those controls. And hopefully you're building those into your identity uh, solution and you have robust data analytics where, you know, on a monthly basis, a manager can look at a report and it will show them everyone who has access to a privilege ID and then they can go go and approve it. And it's right there in the system. It's in a centralized place. Back in the day when I was an internal audit or external audit, you know, you would ask a manager to approve and it would be in their email. And then oh, two weeks later, they would be gone from the company and then you don't have access to their email anymore. So I think GRC, IGA convergence is really bringing all that together where you can have all these audit documents in one central place. And from one central place, you have one single pane of glass where you can see uh, across all of your applications, your infrastructure, uh, your database, your OS, you know, whatever the case may be, you have, uh, you can see how everything is doing and, and where you may have problem areas um, you can you know, prescribe some treatment to, to get those uh, to be better um, your tests of operating effectiveness your tests of design as, as it pertains to control is far easier when all your controls and, and what you're doing is coming from kind of one system as opposed to having people audit SAP GRC and then audit Oracle GRC and then audit this other system and then you have uh, who has access to my you know, access logs and who, you know, just your, you have SIM solutions, you have all these different solutions to put that in, in one central place from one single pane of glass. Um, that to me is the convergence. 
um, and and I and I can definitely see that that's that's where things are moving. Yeah. So bringing both worlds together, yeah? identity governance and GRC. Um, Ivan, obviously, yeah, you're you're very much on the GRC side of yeah. uh, of things. Um, what's what's your perspective on the on the GRC part eh, when it comes to convergence and bringing those worlds together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I see the same same trend in the in, in the market. So the, I see the the customers asking for it, uh, basically using um, mainly the arguments also that uh, that Jeff is uh, was mentioning. Uh, and I see also that the vendors are responding to that. Uh, so uh, if if I look, for example, at an uh, an SAP that with their GRC solution, they also come with an identity and access management. Cloud cloud version now and uh, they also uh, focusing on bringing those two worlds together and integrating that more and more right uh, recently you have the acquisition of, uh, of SailPoint with uh, with ERP Maestro mm -hmm. uh, bringing also that piece of together of application governance segregation of duties into their product so there is really a strong demand for that and and, and of course the needs uh, for it are, are obvious with with yeah the, the, the modern landscapes the hybrid landscapes that the organizations are having uh, they need to have good solutions that support that uh, and of course it's not only the solution it's also the governance around it uh, the right responsibilities that come along with it. So, but the solution uh, is uh, is helping them uh, very much in, in in realizing and getting the efficiency and realizing the the compliance. So the market is really asking for this. Yeah. So con convergence is driven by demand of of our uh, of our customers yeah. of, of the people who actually work with this. That's always good, right? So uh, very insightful discussion, guys, and uh, great points um, uh, what I've learned is that uh, well actually GRC and uh, identity and access management is uh, is coming together uh, that that, is, that also means that we are going to work a lot more together yeah. uh, guys so that's that's very good um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you would like to add as a closing remark uh, to our listeners uh, Ivan uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, make IGA GRC part of your uh, uh, digital transformation. So don't forget it. Uh, if, if you're going into that journey, uh, include this. Because uh, <coughs> like in the beginning I said, you can go uh, even go steps back in your maturity that you have. And, and uh, with all these new solutions, you basically need to step up in your maturity to make it. Well, what do you mean you go, can go back in, in your maturity? Yeah. Does that mean that you actually, if you implement like an ERP solution in the cloud or, or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, good good, uh, good question. So, so what, what it means is that if you have, for example, now your GRC solution, uh, mm -hmm. no matter what solution, and it is purely focused on that one solution, and now you have, uh, uh, and, and with that, you're perfectly able to manage your current needs and, and then all of a sudden that changes yeah? so uh, or all of a sudden uh, basically you get new applications in but right yeah. also generates more risks that you need to control that and <coughs> where you used to have your GSC solution supporting you in controlling that 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 no longer works so you need to do it in a different way and then well uh, if you don't have another solution you need to maybe do it manually and with all the complexity that we, we discussed, that that becomes a huge challenge. So you need to try to avoid uh, avoid that uh, and really make it part of your uh, your transformation and yeah, uh, integrate it in your whole approach. Yeah. Uh, and, and then and then um, 
And the, the other one uh, is, I think, uh, taking a holistic approach. That, that basically that that means that um, when going into that digital transformation, look at all your controls, look at your application controls, look at your procedures, your reporting controls. Uh, yeah, um, do they still cover the risks uh, when you go through this new uh, 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 through this transformation and when you have. Uh, your new systems in place. And so, uh, do you close your backdoor sufficiently um, for all these processes and not only the, the standard ones, but also those exceptions? Um, because one exception leaves maybe the door open for, for everyone. Yeah, so listeners, if you're going to build nice new digital solutions, don't forget about updating or upgrading and integrating your uh, GRC and IGA. That's, that's my take at least. Uh, Jeff, anything from your side to add? Uh, sure. Yeah. You know, when I started at Savient, you know, we, I think we had around 170 employees and we had certain applications that we use for certain things and we've more than quadrupled, even quintupled in size. And we've brought on new applications and new ways of doing things. So when you're kind of, you know, when you're a small or medium sized company and your, your capability maturity might be pretty new, you're kind of dealing with a, a fresh whiteboard, so to speak, you know, make sure that the, the uh, products that you use to achieve regulatory compliance or some, you know, automating these controls are flexible and that they're scalable and that, you know, that they'll meet your needs for the future as you grow, as you quadruple in size or quintuple in size, or as you, you know, maybe get acquisitions, you want to have solutions, uh, like Ivan mentioned, you know, taking a holistic look, right? Being able to uh, accommodate a lot of different scenarios, uh, flexibility and scalability are key. Uh, look for your uh, your providers to to give you more than just identity and access management. Um, you know, that's 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 what I would kind of add to that. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Well. I think that brings us to the end of this podcast. So uh, it leaves me to uh, to really thank you for joining today. And uh, I wish you all the best and uh, looking forward to work together on these uh, these new projects. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Henrik. Thank you. Do you want to know more about the Powered Approach and how it accelerates your digital transformation? Contact us for an interactive KPMG knowledge session, including a Savian product demo. Please check out kpmg.com slash cybersecurity. KPMG CyberOps, security solutions delivered.